Locked away in Major Major Attaway's house. Listen, Locking listen. <laughs> Welcome, y'all, to Black of the Motherfucking Berry. I am Dean. That over there is the Madman Los. And we got a, a, a special motherfucking guest in the building. Um, you know, if y'all are fans of... Let's, oh, yeah, absolutely. If y'all fans of the show, then y'all know that, you know, I have said on record that this is my favorite live performer. Uh, I have seen him a few times and, like, you know, I've seen all his YouTube videos. So this is definitely an honor and a pleasure. Um, you know, as little Duval and Charlemagne says, give them their flowers while they're alive. So that's what we're going to be doing here today. Hey. Let me, let me, listen, let me go ahead and uh, list off what this man has done. Um, you may have heard his voice in Dragon Ball Z, Fairy Tale, One Piece, or most oh recently, Borderlands motherfucking three he has co-starred in orange is the new black he has also uh been in um excuse me if you're from texas then you you definitely seen him in uh hot uh Miguel, i know i pronounced that sorry stagger lee hands on a hard body little shop of horrors and ain't misbehaving as well as frosty the snowman but let me tell you what he decided to do when he came and you know took brought himself over to motherfucking new york well you know what los what you, you los you know what this motherfucker decided to do what did he do Tell us, try it. enlighten us, brother, please. So, 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 you know, he got his Broadway debut in Disney's Aladdin. You know, he started out as Babcack, and then he was the standby, you know, for the genie role. But then this motherfucker became the big text genie. Uh, his name is Major fucking Attaway, y'all. Los, cue that fucking applause, God. <laughs> thank you, thank you, ladies, folks, and everybody else. How y'all doing? Good to be here. Appreciate the love. Listen, we appreciate you for stopping by, coming on, you know, coming on over here. We definitely, listen, I am a huge uh, fan of yours. Um, you know, Los, uh, you know, he has seen you live. I've seen you live. You've definitely been played a lot in my house. <laughs> you would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would definitely be surprised. And then, you know, definitely enjoyed that whole, uh, the Genie Jukebox runs. Those were, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to give you more to play yeah. then. Oh, bro, bro, son, I can't. I yeah, I, I, I literally, I can't. I can't wait to see you live uh, uh, some more. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, but so you know, let's uh, you know, for everybody, you know, he was the the big tech, like he was the genie, the the principal role um, on Broadway mm -hmm. for eight shows a you know eight shows a fucking week and a six eight shows in six days. Bless yeah. your heart. Um, yeah. I, but before we even break into that, I do have to you know ask one thing. So is it true that you know, it took you one tape and one physical audition before the mouse called you and said, quote, it's not often we see a newcomer come in and we are pleased <laughs> with some of the things we've seen. Moving forward, we need you to fit through the hole. Is that true? It, I, I'm so fortunate to be able to say yes, but word for word, that is quite, that is the, the absolute truth. Um, wow. The, the, <clears throat> the quick version is I was in Hands on a Hard Body in Dallas, Texas. Hands on a Hard Body is a musical written by Doug Wright. Doug Wright also wrote the book for Little Mermaid on Broadway for Disney, right? So I didn't know this okay. at the time when we met. He came to Texas to see our production of, the, of Hands on a Hard Body. And after the show, he asked me, Major, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to play, be the genie in Aladdin on Broadway. He said, did you know that James was supposed to be on this show, Hands on a Hard Body on Broadway? But instead, he took the role of the genie. I said, oh. So there's a Facebook post that whenever it comes up, I share it again, of me quite literally claiming my time in the cast of Aladdin. It's the last day of the show of um, Hands on a Hard Body. I'm hugging the truck that the show is about. And I'm saying, tell James I'm coming. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the person who ended up taking his position. like. Like the name on the dressing room went from his name to my name. It's 
pretty yeah. wild. Mm. That's what that listen, that's that's wild as hell. Especially um because uh, you all mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean I didn't that's answer the audition. Right. But yeah, uh so he sent my name forward, right? So the show ends and a month passes and he sends me an email and says, Major, I had lunch with Tom Schumacher, the head of Disney's Nashville. I dropped your name. Who knows what'll happen? I get an audition packet two months after that from Disney. They say, hey, um, we've heard some things about you. Here's the audition packet. The auditions are set September 23rd, 2015. And I send them a message and say that I can't make it because I'm doing a symphony gig, which is you know, um, a big part of my income at the time. And they say, you sh- oh, and they said, oh, it's fine. Send us a tape. Here's where we get to where you started. Um, so I sent a tape. They called me back in an hour. And they said, hey, uh, you should come back next week for final callbacks. And I said, oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, uh, but I have this gig. I told you I have to do this thing. <laughs> and they were like, right, you should come here and, and audition for us. <laughs> so like, we didn't quite understand the scope of the situation at the time. So we give away the gig and they fly me to New York. <laughs> I watch the show with um with a few other gentlemen who have over there to see the show. Uh they're at the same or for the same final callback that I'm there for. So this is like the genie boot camp a little bit? Uh, you were like on the fast track though. Uh well this is before the genie boot camp existed. Oh, oh, we were the last oh. last group of audition of men auditioned for the role, you know, before they started doing that to find them. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So um, we see the show that the night before, and the next day we spend all day auditioning, and it's a uh, three three um, different sections. We do, you know, the scenes and the music first. Then we do a dance for both characters for the for Batcat and for uh, Genie, and then we do that again for the large Disney team. And you know, what was significant is that they were laughing. I was like, oh, y'all wrote this. So that's good, right? That's good that y'all think <laughs> my interpretation is funny as I didn't finish. They called me back that night. They were like, so yeah, we don't, we don't usually see things we like from people we don't know. So. That was how is how casually I was casting the show. Um, it was um, so can we help you moving forward? So they sent me to boot camp essentially, you know, and uh, instead of losing thirty five pounds in fifteen weeks, I lost fifty pounds in ten weeks. Goddamn! You know, I mean. <laughs> When you find motivation, you find motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My issue is never, like, I'm passionate. It's the lack of discipline that's the issue. Right. <laughs> we all have that problem. I feel you. We right. all got that. <laughs> I felt I connected on the social level. <laughs> right. like, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what led to me being cast in the show. And I, uh, I was supposed to start rehearsals in March of 2016, but I started rehearsals. I have to start in January because... Trevor Dion Nicholas had to leave. Um, he was the stand, the second standby. Shout out to Trevor. I bangs with Trevor and Neighborhood Goliath. So shout out to you, Trevor. Right, right. Oh, oh homie. Trevor just dropped new music. Please check it out. I was just yeah, just yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. So good. Um, 
Yeah, and so he had to leave to go open the London company to do press there. So somebody had to be in the building to cover James. And so that's what I got to do. And I was very fortunate because James gave, essentially gave me a day. Like as a standby, your job is to not know when you're gonna go on. You know, I could go on mid show and that could be my Broadway debut. It's happened to others, you know, other genies, stuff like that before. Um, so I knew ahead of time, I knew that March 20th, 2016 was gonna be my Broadway debut as the genie in Aladdin. Mm. You know, mm. like, so how, 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 how like convenient was that for you? You know what I mean? Like, like knowing that it was like, oh. you gave yourself the time to prepare and like, you know, so like, instead of being, you know, like yeah. just being thrown in on a whim, you already knew. It, it was the, it's the best way to be able to handle the rush of joining the show in the first place, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like it was, I felt in joining the show that I was a necessary cog, you know, to in the wheel to make it work. And then James in that single act allowed me to, allowed me a break to take it all in. You know, he allowed me a, a moment to, to literally, I hate, hate using that word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, he allowed me to be able to take a moment and, and say, Oh, like I could write it down on the calendar. This is going to be my brother debut, like all of it. So it was, you know, it was everything. Yeah. So you were able to zone in on that day. Like you circled it on the calendar. Like this is like, this that is was it. game day. This right? is game yeah, day. It was time. I mean? because, it's like doomsday. Like you got to like, it's, it's, this is either, this is huge for you. Um, first off, I need a shirt. I should already ordered one, but I want a shirt. I see your shirt. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah, oh, this is a little, no doubt. Little we got you on that. It's, it's so strange to skip so many rungs on the ladder. Like, oh, I went like from... Too good to be true kind of thing? No, I mean... A little... Not really. Like, a little bit. But also mm -hmm. justification for, for essentially sacrifices or decisions made that others would, would see as a sacrifice, which, yeah. you know, I didn't. But, you know, kind of right. like... I went from my couch in Texas to, you know, replacing a Tony winner, Broadway. And it was like, you know, I, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like that, that in itself, you know what though, I want to, I want to break that down too, because that in itself is like, I don't, I don't, I don't think people understand, like, you know, you came after someone who was a Tony award winner and then, you know, you know, essentially when you go see Aladdin, yes, the whole company is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, DDR as Iago literally has me in stitches. Like I'm hurting. Yeah. I'm hurting. I am hurting after. Most consistent actor in the building. Like, no, don't get me started on how great he is. He is a savage. But so, but it's still like, you know, it is Aladdin, but it's the genie. And then the genie has all, the, you know, all his cosmic powers in this show and then he brings it. So for you to replace, you know, some a Tony Award winner and then keep it going with no problem. Like, yeah, it was like, it was fine. Like I, like, I saw you live and bruh, son, you're a fucking savage. <laughs> like, yo, fourth, like, nah, like, son. Fourth row. Yeah, I was, fourth I was row. in like the sixth row. And then like, it was I, like, like, I saw him sweat. I saw, son. I saw like, when he was a genie, I saw it. I was like, nah. Bruh, but then, but then, you know, you know what, you know what, you know what's crazy to me though? So like, when I came to the show, I was like, all right, like, you know, I, I know what to expect. 
but I'm I'm tuned in because really I came there. It was it was my birthday, and I actually only went, I literally only went because you were performing as a genie, and I was hey. just hoping. And then I was hoping. I was like, I hope I get him. You never know anything can happen. So I tune in. And I'm like, I just want to see if he gets tired during front like me. Like I know he's gonna be performing, but I just want to see if he gets tired, bro. I didn't see a motherfucking thing. <laughs> I was look. I was like, yo, he's wilding. Like I remember, I just kept looking at Justin. I was like, yo, he's wilding. He's wilding. He's wilding. <laughs> I was like, he's wilding right now, son. Um, how did you, how did you not show getting tired when your heartbeat was going, you know, for, excuse me, 92% of your heart, you know, your max heart rate was going for a friend like me. Because yeah. ESPN did a whole study on you. They did. People can go check out. Strap me up. And that, that's probably one of the proudest um, videos, you know, of, of things, like of, of all the work that I've done, that, that little, that snippet, the, the fact to be in costume on ESPN is real nice, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because cool. because you did say that you've always wanted to do like you know be an athlete and you know oh, an actor yeah, too. Like that's I, always I, been your. I'm telling you up up until I probably still have delusions of grandeur. You know, I I wanted to go to Michigan and do both. I wanted to be a linebacker and also be Othello. Just let me do what I want. That would have been oh yeah, and, and I see you from Texas. Right, right. I'm about to say because you you have a football name. You do. Hey, you have hey. a football name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, can I, see I, was, it. I, I wouldn't say like I don't. I, I believe that objectively, I can't measure how good I was at you know whenever I stopped playing football. But the people around me told me I was decent, but I don't know what that means. So I all all I know is that I really enjoyed it. When did you stop playing? Too much time. Um, when, well, it's it's funny. I kind of remember the transition. The issue was, my mother was having to rush me from um, football, re- uh, football rehearsal, Lord, football practice. Few times. I would be going from the football field to the Texas Boys Choir, and I would be the only kid showing up to sing in German wearing knee pads so it was like it's like too it's too much to do and so i just had to choose so it was like around middle school time you know i guess mm-hmm. interesting like before i could really even and even held on to that dream all the way through high school even though i was in choir and theater the whole time so i didn't have time to be in football either so. yeah that's yeah, that's great. Like so, both of us, we you know, we both played college football. So it's, awesome. but you know, for me, <laughs> middle school was where I kind of made my sports transition. Because before I wasn't even playing sports, I was just kind of like, I don't like none of you motherfuckers. No way, fuck all y'all. Like I was a very angry child, and this one kid just dared me and said I couldn't play. And so <laughs> that's literally how it started. Oh my yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, it was like I can't. All right, watch this. And I was supposed to quit, and then it just kind of kept on. You know what I mean? So it's just it, it is interesting because you know middle school is that time that you know you're kind of at those crossroads. You can end up doing yeah. a whole bunch of whole bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit you shouldn't be doing shit you should be doing. And for you, it led you to ESPN strapping you up, and for us to see that you ran three basketball courts. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in eighty-eight times or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's insane, and that's and that's why I say like when I really when I when I saw because when I like saw Adria live, it was my first time like ever seeing going to Broadway. 
So I was like, you know, I did it for my girl, but I was like, yo, okay, whoa. That's, that <laughs> that man's really the genie. Right? Like that to me, when people ask me what the what the best part about all of it is and was, was that was the fact that I I saw my first Broadway show in that same theater, right? I saw the Lion King there. And the absolute best moment is knowing that I'm going to be someone's first impression of Broadway. Right. My face is going to be <laughs> imprinted on the Don't hypnotize brain. me now. Like, Don't right, Broadway, me. I went to Broadway and I saw this big, beautiful black man grant me wishes. Like, granting granting wishes like a motherfucker. And then and then too, because you're the you're you're the first person, the first voice, first voice. that they're gonna first see. And, yeah. First and last. Yeah. yeah. Well earned rest, my friend. Well earned and, rest. And not to mention, like, I mean, like, what to me, I thought it was like really only the genie really talked to the audience anyway, you know? So I was like, I, I only you know, he, to he's like the narrator, he's like everything. Al or the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you know what? Like, Whoa. So, well, then you, you went from the genie and then you went into uh, a play that was at the New York City Center. Uh, called Mac and Mabel. Mac and Mabel. Now, oh, matter of fact, hold on, hold on. Give us, give us one second. Yeah. All right, Disney folk, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. But we're gonna give y'all your time and y'all chance like we do every time. You know, cause y'all know it's about to get ratchet. All right. We always give the Disney. Listen, in every episode, we gave them that chance to leave because we just four, now it becomes black of the berry, y'all. Three, two, one. Bingo! Fucking <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Bingo bong. Fucking <laughs> dickhead. So, so Beja, get so so can you so can you get into Mac and Mabel of uh, of uh, you know for the people? How was how how was that for you? Mac and Mabel is something else, man. Right? Okay. First off, this is right up my alley. It's right up my alley. Um, that shit was funny. Yo, I seen it on Instagram, like. One day you were just dressed up as like, uh, who was it? Buford? No, 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 not Buford. What was her, what was her name that you called her on Instagram? Oh, Beulah. Was it Beulah? Beulah, yeah, Beulah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I I I must have instantly texted the dean. I'm like, yo, what is major? What role is this? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> because no, yeah, I was like, you. what is going on? <laughs> I think there's something that I can show you that. Just it was too large to share online. I think if I still have it, so oh. it's perfect to share here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a perfect logic to think about. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> For the rest of y'all listening, whenever you come on, this is the time. This is what we be liking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the exclusive. <laughs> Poets, all that. We love it. <laughs> yeah, facts. Videos. Yeah. Shout out to all the artists who be coming on. We appreciate y'all. You know what? I may have you may have that's in like a in a hidden scene folder, like like you gotta do like your retinas, your fa- your retina scan, thumbprint. <laughs> it's like take your license and and chip it in. <laughs> it's like all right, there here it is. <laughs> there, hold on. <laughs> I don't know that it's what I I don't know what I want that what I wanted to share is actually here, but I can show you just a tiny bit. 
feel I, I want to give you something now that I have not what I wanted. I was just fooling around with this. Give it to me, Major. Give it to me, Major. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, what were you? What, so, what was going through your mind when you were? So, was that during the show or during rehearsals? Like, how did how did we get to that moment? Please talk to the people. That was, that was definitely rehearsal. That was me. That was a bit of exhaustion um, because you know uh, I was transitioning from Aladdin to Mac and Mabel. So I was doing, I was rehearsing Mac and Mabel during the day, all day, and then go to do Aladdin after that. So. And I had one day in the costume, so to be ready. And the next day we had an audience, so that was kind of wild. Wow. So how, how did you how did you physically juggle that? Like, because the genie is not like a it, this this is not a role that it's like you're like you know you're, it's not physically demanding. Like the whole show, you're on go. Well, um, you, I mean, you you uh, eat and drink the things that are going to keep your body going, you know, and then you try and get as much real sleep as possible you know uninterrupted but other than that you just go and you know and uh, a lot of you know muscle memory helps you a lot during that time but but you i mean you just use everything i use whatever i have that day goes completely into the character you know it's just that's how that's that's something that I, the way that i explain dealing with the exhaustion with playing the genie you know if you like when you said about seeing if you become tired even if I was tired, you know, the, the only, truthfully, the only person that would really notice something like that is the person who taught it to you, you know, mm. because I, my goal is to use every bit of, of whatever is there to give you whatever, give you the show that day. So yeah, I would, but then I'll turn exhaustion into inertia when I'm making magic. Right. Yeah, true. But then, but then your that's voice a, though, that's, that's the bar. The, Son, well, <laughs> that's a bar right there. You know what, though? Because you know what? I guess it's just amazing because you're going from, you know, one show singing all day in the morning for your rehearsals, and then you have to go, then perform. Like, y'all voice, like, the, the strain on y'all voices. Like, how is, how, is, how is that during such a transition? Oh, uh, well, I, you know, I, can, I will never take all the credit for that. I, of course, I was born with some talent, but the people <laughs> who have enhanced it are so much more talented than I, than I will ever be. <laughs> um, you, there's personal trainers. Uh, a shout out to Anthony, shout out to Troy. Um, shout out. Shout out to him. One of the best vocal coaches on the planet, Liz Kaplan, shout out to Liz. Um, this woman works, like she's the only person who, <clears throat> I don't mind name dropping because it helps you understand how, I f how she treats me. You know, because she treats us all the same. She treats every voice the same, every instrument. Mm. She, she's Hugh Jackman's voice coach. She's a voice coach. Oh. Women. Right. Like, the list, the list is ridiculously long. But <laughs> my favorite on the list, other than all the other winners, is Wolverine. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, well, he's uh, Marvel. Listen, we got we'll, you know we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely get into the Marvel stuff. But then, you know what? Yeah. Speaking of, you know... <clears throat> You know, kind of a little bit of Marvel. I kind of want to get into your voice acting work because it looks like since yeah. 2009. You <laughs> well, 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 let me let me just give you a warning now. We got we got eight minutes until uh, we have until we got to do our eight, eight. We got eight minutes until we got our commercial break. All right, yeah, so, yeah, and it, yeah. it's not really a commercial, right. but 
the big sponsors want to pay us for a commercial, sure. It could be a commercial. Call us, y'all. Yo, kind of, yo, kind of fit, kind of fat. I'm literally the definition of what y'all kind want. Of fit, kind of fit, kind of fat. Yeah, kind of fit, kind of fat. We gotta we gotta copy that. We we put too much on that. We gotta we gotta we gotta Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I'm just I'm just trying to let them know. But um but, but you know what? You know, because of your, you know, you've been doing voice voice over work looks like since 2009, from my research. Yes, sir. My, so you know, why haven't you leaned full tilt into that? Because like you look like you have the tools, obviously. Oh, that's like, an easy answer. I, as soon as I did, I got cast in Aladdin, player. <laughs> that's the answer. Like, uh, as soon as I did, I was like, voice work, let's work, let's get it. Ah, ah, wah, 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 what? You guess I'm going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. So now, I mean, now we're getting back into it. I just got a, a package today from, shout out to uh, Romeo Music in um, a DFW, um, Funky Town, Texas. Uh, they just sent me, look, I'm about to blow them up, but they sent me some stuff for free so that I can tell people how awesome it is. Am I supposed to say that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave you, they yeah. gave you for free so that you can point them out there. I can tell you how great yeah. it is. Absolutely. So shout him. Listen, shout out, y'all. Listen, listen. We listen. He definitely gonna appreciate y'all work. Anybody else trying to get his voice acting work? Wait, I forget we're on video. Can I grab it so you can see it? Yeah, absolutely. And then hopefully, hopefully they'll start sending us shit too. Hey, hey. that's the whole real goal. Yes, and listen, listen. Yeah, listen. We'll push y'all shit too. Yeah, we we ain't proud to beg, baby. (laughs) We get free shit. (laughs) I love it. We get free shit. This is the best shit. That's why. That's why I think that rich people have the access to rich people just get free shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say that people think that I'm rich, so I get some shit. Yo, so the funniest <laughs> thing was I heard Sway right. Sway was doing an interview with some artist, and then like the artist was still talking about buying clothes, and then Sway was like, "You still buying your clothes?" He goes, "Son, I haven't been buying clothes since I was on MTV." <laughs> and it was just it was like in that moment I kind of understood. I was like, "Oh, there's levels to this shit." Yeah. 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 That's what I'm working on. <laughs> the level of free shit. Oh, that is a complete studio set. Oh, you're about to get after it in this quarantine. Yo, who sent you that? Well, no, we dead ass need that. Who sent you that? Romeo Music. <laughs> Romeo, uh, I, will, yeah, I, will music. Link you, I will link you with Rebecca Lowry, who is uh, one of the heads of that, that company. I'll, I'll oh, you. yeah, Rebecca Shout Lowry. out. Nah, yeah, nah, we definitely appreciate that, Major. <laughs> I, I, listen, instead of spending that money, I need that, Rebecca Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> So so now during so now during this quarantine, are you like leaning into it? Like even you know, obviously because you got that kit now. So so is it about to turn up for you in regards to you know, voice acting? Uh, yes, yes. I mean, you know, I'm I'm letting this energy of uncertainty ebb and flow as it as it needs to. Let it letting it dictate whatever needs to happen. But the answer is definitely yes. Not only am I going to be back into the voice work more, but we're also working on some music now. Oh, finally, yo! I've been, I've been <laughs> wanting, I've, I, I, I have been wanting like an album or something from you. I can't wait for right, this. Right, right. We're, we're working on one for the adults and one for the children. Yeah. So. Let's. So now, who are you working on that with? And what do you? And and, and now, what kind of? And then, what kind of style are you looking to? You know, looking to bring with it. Well, I've always wanted to call myself a jazz musician, so I believe that that is what we're going to go with. I'm, 
I expect there will be plenty of babies born out of this. Oh, <laughs> oh that's uh, the approach you're taking. <laughs> well, well, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, setting up for the aftermath. I am working on a lullaby album, jazz lullabies. Something oh, to be, that's kind of fire. To sleep, right? <laughs> Yo, oh. that is <laughs> the, look at that. Hey, you, Protected hey, you Disney. You won't hey, get you. on Sesame Street. I see you. Hey. <laughs> hey. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, but also a yeah. uh, a reimagined um Frank Sinatra situation. Yeah, now, so now you you and Frank have have something going on. I've definitely heard you singing singing Frank. That's that's definitely one of your one of your go-to. Come you... fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. You could oh. use some exotic booze. There's a bar in Far Bombay. Yeah. Jeez. What? <laughs> Yo, he wasn't even warmed up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, Amazing. Gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, nah. We definitely, we definitely need that album. So you know what? Speaking of you know you, you know your music um and then kind of stuff like that, let's kind of get into those. So I saw you at the Genie Jukebox. It was you, Deontay, and Jawan, yeah. and y'all brought the house down. Um, so on YouTube, so on YouTube, son. So, <laughs> so, so I have a question. Can we expect uh, the people out there? Can the people expect y'all to maybe one day come together on a on a joint album? Maybe or 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 will we or just record be saying, at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe That's even is one record. You don't got to be an album. Because <laughs> because or maybe EP because y'all have the whole band as y'all yeah, as y'all have shown. What I'm gonna say the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. There's there's no doubt in my mind. It'll be you know a lot of it is based on the timeline of of one Juan album Crawley. You know I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I don't. I don't try. I just try not to get in his way. I just try and catch a glimpse of the awesome, right? Like just let it shine on me a little bit. He's amazing. <laughs> Yo, Jawan, Jawan is 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 fucking lit. Let me tell you, uh, we 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 definitely bangs with Jawan over here. Jawan has an open invitation for whatever. Like you know, what I mean? yeah, he's a friend of the show. the show. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, I, I, I was looking through the dictionary, right? And I was looking for the word authenticity, and I found his picture just. Son, yeah, yo, he was naked. He was naked in the picture. <laughs> I said, "Damn, come on!" <laughs> I, love, listen, I think I think last time that you know we did the interview, I think you know Los called him one, Mister One Forty Five when we were interviewing Deontay. So, you know, probably right now, you know, Mister Whatever. But listen, he's the god. <laughs> yo, but he broke that. Yeah, listen, listen, he is. Oh, have one minute. Oh shit! Yeah, listen, we, we got less than one minute. We're gonna go to commercial yeah, breaks, folks. We'll see you in a few minutes. First of all, you not only are you my fucking first experience at Broadway. Now you're gonna take over my my sector, my sanctum of anime and nerd stuff. Are you gonna Look, I'm just stay out to of it? Stay out block. of all my in my, in my time. Go I just want us to go to things together. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can you can you start about how like so how did you get the how did you get the call? So how'd you feel about that? Where it's like, all right, I'm legit. Like, not only doing voiceover work, but for a, a prestigious franchises. Sure. Uh, my whole life, I always wanted to be Mr. Movie Phone. 
you know, if you're if you're certain age, if you're of, of a certain age, you remember calling. Uh, you know, everyone had their own number to it, but it was hi. Welcome to AOL Movie Phone, brought to you by the Dallas Observer, one hundred six point one Kiss FM and American Express. What movie would you like to see? A new film releases. Press one. For upcoming titles, press two. Like I wanted to do that for a living. I was like, let me. Do the, I'll just answer the phone when everybody's never somebody called. Dude, it's the, ultimate, all day. the ultimate voice. It's the ultimate voice. Right. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of what led to the voiceover work. I've always wanted to be a part of it early on. I mean, um, back from Gargoyles. Oh, you know, Keith David. Oh, I fuck with Gargoyles. Gar- uh, Gar- like, in the top, top voices, right? Top voices who influenced me would be Keith David. Um, uh, Oh Lord, I can't remember. Phil Lamar and uh, Brian. Uh, he he was um, his junior on. Can't believe his name is in my mind right now. He's junior on. I know, I know. He's from from from, from Cleveland show. Yeah, he yeah, does a lot. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. I can't remember his name. My favorite is Cree Summer. She's in a whole bunch of shit. Yo, oh, yeah, yo, yeah. she. <laughs> These are just based off of the people who sounded like me, you know. But Chris Summers, she's a goat as well. <laughs> yeah. What, Major, what's going what's going on in the background over there, man? I, I hear a I hear a somebody looking for y'all. I hear an ambulance and the cops looking at driving by. What's going on over there? What's going on over there? I live in the city, man. You know. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> they know where I'm at. <laughs> The way he just said that was like, listen, they come here, they want to. <laughs> or ain't even locked. Like <laughs> yo, that's a yo, matter of fact, that that tells me a lot about about you as a man. The fact that you ain't even got your door locked. That just that just says like, like <laughs> come in if you want to. You may not get out, but you can come. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. I'll sing, I'll sing your show tunes. <laughs> See, listen, listen. Okay. But uh, yeah, so yeah, back to that back to the voiceover the 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 franchise. I have to say this man's name and I'm so sorry that I've forgotten it. Oh yes, 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 yes. I, I know what you're talking about. I, I was just watching Michael a video Richardson. on him too. Kevin Michael Richardson, good grief. Okay. So, Shout out. Fine. Yeah. Shout out Kevin Michael Richardson, the yeah. man who won an Emmy for the playing the voice of the Joker. You know, all I want to be is a dude. On the yeah. Batman, yeah, on the Batman animated series, yeah. yeah Mark yeah, Hamill's yeah. known for the for being the voice, but Kevin Michael Richardson did it one time, and he's told the story of how he was reluctant to do it because he was trying to be respectful to the man who created it and did it so well that he won an award for it. Mm. That's fire That's, itself. Yeah. I just love it. So, so um, yeah, so that has always been a part of me wanting to do it. Um, the shift like in theater, there was always some piece of it able to happen. You know, I am, one of my favorite shows is um, Little Shop of Horrors, which I've done mm-hmm. uh, three times uh, regionally and would love to do it. You know, if we ever came back to Broadway, y'all hear me? <laughs> uh, listen, y- you listen, y'all better call them. Yeah. Stop playing. Yeah, yeah. Send up, send up um, some more free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but working in local theater in Dallas, I'm also fortunate that Funimation has offices there. 
you know, so it's like Jack, right, right? It's like, to be honest, that that felt like something that gets me ahead of the game is that I can drive to Funimation. Like, I know where it is, you know. So, like, that's uh, – Oh, man. Once I started working in Dallas after also working in Fort Worth, Dallas is where the stage actors who were currently doing the Funimation voices, voices were working. So I get on stage with them, and, you know, they see me, and I say, hey, I want to do this. And so they push my name through. And, you know, you already know there's not a lot of uh, Black characters in anime. And oh. so – you know, when, when they have someone who is ready and willing, who is ready to learn and do the work, and snatch you right up and they'll let you get in and do it. But that also means that, you know, that's how I ended up playing like you Rouge, you know, where he doesn't really look, you know, he looks like he's an island, you know, looks like he could be Samoan or something like that. Right. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we got to work at, but that also the initiative that I had to take, I'm getting ahead of myself. I did have to take the initiative of getting myself on the initial list, right? So right. when people ask me, how do you get into voiceover work? I'm like, if what you, are you, you really, what I can answer is how I got into voiceover work, not how do you get into voiceover work? Because I don't know how you get in. Because I there's only you know I only ah, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah because it, it worries me it doesn't worry me what it is is it's more of a, an alarm it's more of a, a, a if you're asking me how to get into the thing you don't really want to do the thing hmm. then that's just respect you know because you know that's facts it, yeah it's, it's like you know you it's, it. it's, it's Google is around. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Living that, yeah, yeah, we live in that time and age. And even without really Google, even without Google, here's how I would explain it. I would say, well, the way I started was I learned the names of the people who inspired me to want to do it, right? And then I learned who they work for, and then I looked them up, and then I asked, you know, and then that's it. Like I keep just going. You start start where I want to be, and then I see what it takes to get there by who gave them that opportunity, who hired, like what company hires this, who hires that, that, that. So yeah. So that's how I made decisions to to be get better at what I wanted to do, as opposed to worry about who was going to allow me to do it. Mm. That is yeah, from my so college like, Broadway to connect that. <laughs> son, that is you have no idea. I want to be a good act. I wanted to be able to do the thing. Like, let me do the thing. I'll do the thing at the grocery store. Like I used to sing. Like one of the happiest moments of my life. As happy as I was as as I was on Broadway, I was just as happy singing at Eatsy's restaurants. Right. People are grocery mm. shopping. I put on a chef's coat. I can't cook. I put on a chef's coat because I walk around. <laughs> I sing acapella for two hours. I go home with a hundred dollars and a pizza, and I'm happy, y'all. Like y'all, and people, that, that's the secret. <laughs> letting your definitely letting your art fulfill you to the point that it just eventually is going to manifest itself into becoming what it becomes. No, absolutely not. Uh, Monetized. Yeah, Los and I have definitely had a lot of conversations about that, especially in regards to this podcast and a few other things that we do. Yeah. And it's always just like, yo, you know, we're having fun with it. You know, we we see the end goal. We're just gonna keep on plugging away, and you know what I mean. It's gonna it's gonna happen eventually, one way, <laughs> one way or another. Like you know, we will be there by hook or by crook. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I hope, and I really hope it's not by crook. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you know, That's listen, y'all black in the barrel. Uh, shout but, out to Ian Hunter, high school theater teacher. Adapt, adjust, and overcome. 
That's what she taught me. She said, <laughs> she said, if anything, you will be directable. She said, you'll be easy to work with if you are anything. She said, I don't care how talented you are. I said, okay. And that's, and that's what, and, that, and that's what my, one of my things is like, I try to be like a chameleon, you know, like a chameleon is just like, can adapt to any situation. It's just like, all right, yeah, this is this, I'm this, I'm this is this, I'm this, you know? So that's, but not into the sense of like copying other things because you got to be original, you know, that's another thing too. Another challenge in being artistic is being original, you know, or, you know, if you want to be someone that like covers other people's art and is really good at it, like a, you know, like a, kind of like a Michael, Michael Buble kind of guy, you know what I mean? But oh, look, I love that you said that. Shout out to Michael Buble. I'm coming for your check, Claire. Okay. See? <laughs> See? That is I'm, what the Sinatra thing, we tying that back. That's what we're talking about. I'm coming for yeah. it. Yeah, that was that was that was the alley oop to major. Oh, look, collaborate, but also move over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and he coming for the Christmas the Christmas albums too. You know that was the game. All too. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? Right. <laughs> I, I just wanted to break out the song again. Right, I gotta get one time, dude. Listen, but listen. I, what I wanted to know is. Um, so like you did all the voiceovers for all these guys, right? So you must be a huge anime fan, no? Or are you just yeah, like, well, I mean, dabble, dabble because of the sake of your in it, you know? I feel it's, it, I actually really like that question. Um, I have been defining that for myself over the past few years, to be honest with you. Um, really? Yeah, like yes, I am a fan for sure, but I realize when it comes to encompassing all of it because i do i'm really into doing vo video game voice characters as well right mm. and so you i heard your voice a lot in my house <laughs> with with borderlands 3 justin was going hard with that <laughs> and I, not, not, yeah, especially, yeah definitely especially and borderlands. I, had, I was definitely huge. geeked clay yeah 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 he's out there as clay it was I, I, you know i came along i was geeked i was like all right all right, all right. you know this okay. is lit <laughs> Ocatron 5000 is the people who gave me that that opportunity, and I'm so, woo, so grateful. I, I was even teased with the idea that he might be coming back, but uh, this is the best picture I've seen of him. Oh, okay, Mr. Clay. Yeah, that's in yeah. the. Uh, I think. I think is that when they first meet you? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, no, I think it's when the. Yeah, after that fight, after the takeover of that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I got off subject a bit. Um, being a fan, yes, yeah. I am a fan. But I also realized I, the type of fan I thought I was was that oh, I'm gonna do something and I'm gonna love it because I'm in it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's not the case. I they're separate for me. I love to do it because I want to make a quality game that you know that somebody's going to enjoy playing because that means a lot to me. But at the same time, that does not directly define what I enjoy playing or what I enjoy right. playing. Uh, now, a lot of times those cross over. Those are go hand in hand. It's often like, I want to, I still want to be on Attack on Titan. <laughs> I still want to be on Attack on Titan. Uh, I still want to be on My Hero Academia. Okay. Talk to us. Okay. Shout out to Gabe Kuna, my buddy. Uh, he is the voice of Rocklock. Oh. 
Yeah, he just just did that. Um, oh, <laughs> right. Oh, it's <laughs> lit. He's he's an amazing amazing human being as well. I, vocals I, I, are I out of this it. world. Would say he's an acapella singer. Vocals are out of this world. This man, look, I'm gonna brag on him for a minute. This man is he's doing he currently like he's dropping voiceovers for he does film voiceovers. You know, so so like uh or TV and things like that. So oh, like, so he so he's like so he'll be one of the guys that's like you know introducing coming out now stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just it's so awesome to see a young young black man working hard and doing absolutely. He's an immigrant and doing all of that. He's just really really amazing. That's um, right. Shout out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so so my hero Attack on Titan. So you oh, like some of the newer yeah, stuff. Not fans of, let me think. Um. Are you a DBZ fan? Because that's that's critical to know. I must oh, know that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> here's here's my answer. Yes, but I didn't have I didn't have cable growing up. So. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. But oh, you got cable now, and you know, uh, limited, unlimited streaming I mean, access. Like, came for me. <laughs> yeah, quickly he came for you. Just like, oh, he came for you hard. So I didn't even like, get a breath in. It was like I'm, I'm oh. sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's a DBZ cult in me. Like, Turn it on now. Why aren't you watching it right now? Majin Oh, what I will say. That was great. What I will tell you, a part of the coolness of Ogretron, and I'm happy that you're such a huge DBZ fan because this experience will ring true for you. I, I was working in Ogretron and Chris Sabbath running it at the time right yeah um do you know who he is uh i heard the name of what, what who, who was it? uh it's okay i'll tell you so who we were uh recording for for battleborn i think yeah battleborn we were doing working on battleborn and um on a break <clears throat> and wandered around the building it was in a new space so I want I open the door, it's full of Dragon Ball Z memorabilia, like so Vegeta everywhere, everywhere, like tall, small. I was just like, uh -oh. I was like what, what is, is this? What is this? <laughs> and I just like said it out loud. Nobody's around. I was like, what is this? <laughs> you just send it to the sky, like oh, like, like like the room was gonna tell you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like like it was gonna come alive and be like, well, major, be like okay, uh, <laughs> at the desk, uh, Michelle Rojas at the desk. Shout out to Michelle, she's awesome. She said, "Oh, that's that's Chris's room. It's Chris's like merch room. Chris is the voice of Vegeta." Uh, also, the voice of All Might. <laughs> and so I walked into a room of merchandise, just like wall to wall, just full. But there's no room for nothing else. Yo, hold, yo, that, that's those, a hell of a voice combination, too. Those two, All those Might two? and Vegeta. <laughs> the Prince of All Motherfuckers. I was trying to be Piccolo. <laughs> Let me just be Piccolo. Like, like I'll Piccolo be, be fine. You'll be fine. Piccolo like, is, I would kill Piccolo. Real, I would be the best Piccolo ever, right? I don't want to yeah. be Krillin, but I will be Krillin, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense to Krillin. 
<laughs> nah, nah, all the offense to Krillin. Nah, all the offense to Krillin. Krillin, Krillin he, he has become you like yo, did you like listen when when we all we all saw the the tournament of power, he was affected. Oh no, like, I saw that. <laughs> what was Krillin? He did his thing. His wife really did more, but he did his thing. Son, 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 she's a savage. <laughs> yeah. But Him, not that, so much. Here's my question, Major. Now here's an, here's another question. Because yeah. you said you would you said you would play Krillin. Would you play Popo? Yeah. Hmm. And why is that? Is it just for the bag, fuck it? Or is it just like you just you could put it aside that that guy's a satire? Wait. Is Popo yeah. satire? Not that time. Um, these the uh, what is it? Um, uh, the fucking symbol, symbol, symbol. Oh, is this is not who I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh he's yeah. the he's the he's the he's the black one that has with the, the with, oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, about, uh, that's the one. That's like B- D- dark DBZ. Like we yeah. don't even bring that shit up. But then, yeah. <laughs> we just ignore yeah, that would. part. I would, I would, I would, because um, I'm I'm all about taking power back. You know, mm. so. he can essentially be like a black genie. So you can essentially, he is essentially that. You know, right. so like you know what though that actually bring that actually you know what low good good fucking question um and then you know i love major's response because i want to bring up a point from samuel jackson said when he was facing a backlash from um from you know everybody yeah yeah everybody was losing their mind over and he was like listen somebody was gonna play it anyway (laughs) you know what i mean and this is and this is what you know this kind of shit did really happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like not to that extent but i mean you would have somebody who you know you would have you know you would have a you know a, a a slave that you know was you know a house negro for lack of a better you know whatever the fuck I don't even like saying it, but, I mean, yeah I don't even you see how you see how hard it is for me to just go through this right now it just disgusting <laughs> the whatever fuck combination clearly is yeah. like I lost options. <laughs> uh, what I didn't my my issue with the film was not him my issue was watching those black men beat each other to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that I was, didn't yeah. mind his character because that was real. And be like, look, that kind of the reason. That's the reason we didn't like that. Continue. We didn't survive that. Like, if he chose to survive without the group, and we were just upset about it and let it happen, then you know what's, what we're we gonna do. I'm looking. For yeah, I didn't like that part too. And have that white man fucking sit there and watch them beat each other. I'm like, ah, this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I I recently, oh, I recently heard something you guys would have really enjoyed. I was on uh, Jamie Foxx's live. Uh, He was talking about that film, and I just, I, this, this is um, recent, maybe a week ago. I heard all of this, and uh, he was talking about that moment dealing with. <laughs> those issues and how much input he actually had into the film. Um, he convinced Quentin Tarantino to have her uh, to, for him to rescue the girl at the end. Something different was supposed to happen. And he also said that Aegis Elba was up for the role, and so was uh, Will Smith. Before mm. those two people mm. turned around, right? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't see. Uh... I couldn't see Idris. Like uh, I don't. I can see Idris, but not Will. Not Will. Right. Will. Right. I, I, to me, Will is the goat. I don't know. Just to me, Will is the goat. Like Will has done a vast range of shit. Did you Did you see Gemini Man? 
Listen, shut up. I have, <laughs> I have okay? one. I have one. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Don't listen, listen. I'm all right. Not, I'm not. All right? Listen, he's a. Gr- I'm not denying he's a goat. I'm just saying, did you see Gemini? I, listen, leave him alone, okay? <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> have you seen Wild leave- Wild West? Yo, I love that movie. First of all, first of all, I love that fucking movie. You know, you know, Wild Wild West. We're going straight to the Wild Wild West. We're going straight. Yeah, it's fire. The score is great. The score could be great. Have you seen it? (laughs) First of all, first of all, first of all, wait, time, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just, did, did, did you just say, did you just come for Independence Day, God? Did you just come for Independence Day? Son, you did not just say that. You did not just, son, 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 who are you, B? Who are you? Listen. I'm just a, I'm a I'm a I'm a will fanatic, but I got to be critical. You know, get the I'm fuck out. Independence. <laughs> I mean, okay. Independence Day is one of the best films fucking ever. Are you fucking out of your mind, bro? I liked it. What are you smoking? Didn't love it. <laughs> and then you and then you come for Wild. First of all, everybody come for Wild Wild West. I don't even I don't even understand, son. Because first of all, I'm wasn't nothing want nothing better than because because then they had the toys at Burger King. So you used to be like, yo, Ma, can I can you stop so at the Burger King? Like listen, 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 listen. No, 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 no. I'm about to I'm about to tie all this together. You get the you get the you get the shit from Burger King, you will come back to the crib and watch Wild Wild West. That shit was the funniest shit in the fucking world. That is that can't be a justification for that. that I was fucking eight. I haven't I haven't seen the movie since I was eight. What do you want me to do? Uh, that was uh, that was why I loved it. All right. Hey, I was food driven hey, as a back, child. Back back to back to back to major. Um, oh my god. Let's 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 get into this Marvel stuff, man, because uh Yeah. Uh, that, well I uh, like so so would you say you're into more Marvel than you are anime and the video games or is it like an equal love for it? Well, uh I was uh, raised by television a little bit. Mm. So the answer is yes. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not more, I guess, kind of. Okay. Right. Uh, so, yes, that's not the right answer. So, uh, I'm not sure how to answer that. Oh, well, I guess TV shows. Let's say Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, the X Men. Uh huh. You know the, those. Which two, one? Which one? The, the first people, one. There's only you, one. The first hey, one. The okay, one that was shut up. the okay. one that was also a soap opera. Which one are you talking about? There's two because then you have yeah that yeah that one. Well, the one you're talking about the first one. You know Wolverine and Cyclops and Jean Grey. I was crazy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. The first one. No, but then no, but then but then they, they then they also had like the other one where like the X Men were in high school. Oh, that yeah. one was no, all like no, yeah. No, I don't count that. One. Well, that's not I, I, not that I don't count it. I mean, I've enjoyed all of them, but I'm saying the ones that were initially in my, the '90s one. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> the 90s like the no different. No, yeah. Well, that's the difference. The, the, the difference in what I noticed because I just you know just started to rewatch them. Thank you. Uh, shout out Disney Plus. Um, Back. <laughs> I noticed like even in the first episode. So I watched Homecoming and. Peter, you know, our, our, I, I'm lo- I love 
everything that's happening with the new uh, Spider-Man situation, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In my mind, as long as it's Spider-Man, I it's not wrong. So I don't really like you can't really mess up something for me that I you know if I don't have my hand on it, then it can't Very be what true. I want. So I'm just gonna enjoy whatever I whatever. Happens. I didn't I didn't enjoy the last two Spider-Mans though. Like the the I, ever I, since I, Tobey Maguire. Toby Maguire and uh, and the new oh, yeah. Tom, Tom Holland guy. That's the only ones I'm really, really jacking. <laughs> the other two, uh, I've never seen them. <laughs> but I think there were, there were bits and pieces that I that I, I like from all of them. But uh, so issue for Tom Holland Spider Man is that he is embarrassed at school, right, or embarrassed about something that's happening, or or is late to school or something. Mm-hmm. But issue for '90s Spider Man is this man is taking pictures of himself as Spider-Man to pay his grandmother's rent. Right. I'm right. making a rent. It's, it's real out here. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, his superpowers are paying his bills. That is why. <laughs> I never, there's no superhero. What other superhero exists that they have to, Yo, and, to and, make and, rent? And, that like, is and fact. The, and the thing that Jacob Jameson never really put two and two together. Like, <laughs> these are great shots. How are you getting these shots? <laughs> He's like, how were you there? How'd you hang upside down, Parker? Like, what you <laughs> so, so, all right. So now, now that that explains it. So now we can we can unleash the full Marvel uh, yeah. veil. Um, how'd you feel about the like? So you saw Homecoming. That's the end of Phase Four, uh, or Phase Three. How do you feel about going into yeah. this new phase uh, of Marvel? What do you think? Like, are you looking forward to anything? Or I'm just looking for my check in the mail. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Are you in it? I'm trying to be. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Panther two. Black Panther two. Doctor Strange Blade two. How about um? Shout out to another friend of mine, Michael Michael James Shaw. Um, we did a show together in Dallas, Texas. We did um a workshop on a show called Stagger Lee together, and he is uh. He blanked. Yeah. Thanos's children. Give me their oh. name. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on, on. animated. Oh, Sorry, he's Corvus Glaive in in the last two films. He's like, um, you know, like you, of course you don't see his face, but he is the yeah. man who stabs Vision in the back. Oh yes, 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 yes. The little yo, the little yo, yo. That's lit. Yeah. Yo, first of all, so those three. Well, it was three of them was four, a four of them. Four. Yeah, those four. four. Yo, they were strong as shit. Yeah, yeah I don't... Mm-hmm. Now, see, I don't know exactly Thanos's back, you well, know, they, back... They were kind of, all of everything was muted for the sake of getting the films done, you know? Because the... Yeah, the, they, the, yeah. The, the, there's now, a whole lot to them. Yeah, you know, they all have a lot of backstory. And you, and you mean, you know the difference, the basic differences that I've learned between Thanos from the MCU and um, the comic books is that this version in the MCU made him more of a humanitarian. You know, he's like more of a cleaning up the world for the sake of that. But in mm-hmm. comic books, he was trying to court death. He was like, say, death, let, let's get it on. Let's get it, get it. And then uh, I'm gonna kill all these people so you, you'll be hot for me. And then you, you know what actually used to piss me off with Thanos is because I am a huge Hulk fan, huge Hulk fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. This motherfucker, <laughs> no, no, something even worse. He actually had the Hulk as the pet in the comics at mm. one point in time. He has like, yeah, he has like the Hulk as like a pet. And then like, um, who is it? I think it's fucking, 
I want to say doc. I, I want to say it's 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 death. It's it's you know Doctor Death, whatever her name is, and she's like, and and this is like you know Marvel going off the deep end, rated R. But like she would like bone the Hulk, <laughs> like like he was their play toy all in all. That's kind of oh. Hard. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was. Nah, yeah, like it was. It was, it was, it was fucking. It was fucking crazy. But then, like the Hulk was old. It was. It was like this whole wild shit. I remember just being like, "Yo, fuck you, Thanos!" Like you just, like, like you just, you just yeah. really enslaved. Like who I thought was like, you know, at that time one of you know the strongest people out there. You just literally made him a bitch. Yeah, Levels right. to this shit. Now, now that I see it, I see, I see, I see a lot of like because of Disney Plus, like you said, like, there's a lot of Marvel series on there, like animated series. Now I could see you definitely getting in that bag too as a voice actor as well. Oh, we yeah. should hit them, you should well, hit them I, up too. Very practically <laughs> about about these things, like you know what I really what I want is to be the the cartoon voice of a black character that's introduced to the MCU, like. Mm. For example, because you know I'm, I have to be direct when I when I use my imagination. My imagination is incredibly powerful, but I have to be very clear, you know, <laughs> with it, right? Yeah. Shy McBride, if you like, if you know the actor, um, either way, is the voice of. Um, why do I not, for, not remember the name? Samuel Jackson. What's his name? Oh, uh, 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 Nick Fury. Fury. Shy McBride is the yeah. voice of Nick Fury on all Marvel cartoons. So as long as Nick. Long as Sam been making checks in the MCU, Sean McBride has been making checks in front of a mic playing him. Mm, that's right. Like I'm looking forward to Moon Knight coming out, right? Like and see mm-hmm. when I say Blade or Black Panther 2, like, that means you know when a um, series comes out with Black Panther animated You'll series. You'll be in I, it. I You'll have to. Yeah. My, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's then yeah, speaking to existence, brother. Speaking to existence. And then and then another thing too with that, nothing too with that, you can because it's voice acting, you can voice multiple characters within the oh, series. Yeah. Now would you do that? Yes, yes. I've been working on them. Shout out to uh, Rick and Morty because that that stuff. Solar opposites now. But the, the <laughs> yeah. The no. fact no. that that man sits there and has conversations with himself. Or, or shout out, excuse me, uh, the rudeness, the, the audacity of, of me not saying Boondocks. shout out. Thank you. Shout out to Regina, Regina King. King. Yes. Oh, my God. Yo. The, way I'm, uh, the yeah. way I've watched the videos of her having a conversation with herself is, or how about this, the brilliance. The woman can mock herself, mock herself as the other character. The way she yeah. can be Riley doing a Huey impression. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's levels to that. There's levels to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. <laughs> I, I, mean, I have so much to learn. What? Like, yeah. Yo, that is so. You know what though? Like, what is the, what is the place you got to get to, to get on that level of? You know what? Or like, you know, like you know, when do you get to a place as a as an actor that you're just like, you know, when you see somebody's work like Regina King, or when we see how Viola Davis closed out How to Get Away with Murder. Like when you see that level, when do you know as an actor you're like, oh, I'm there? Like, I think it's easy. I think it's when you're standing next to. Them. Uh, mm. I, I was a. It took me six months to stop fangirling over James Monroe Iglehart, even though it was my job to be his backup. I sat on my couch and watched this man win a Tony Award, and now he's inviting me to lunch. Like what is going on? 
So <laughs> it, he says it himself, like he's, he geeks out with people that he gets to work with, even though they're in awe of what he's doing. So, I mean, that I think it's a beautiful thing, actually, because I used to say this is something that was a surprise. It surprised me that it surprised other people when I told it to them. When, I, when it comes to actors and artists, anything that you want to be, if you don't already think about what these successful people are doing with their time, like I often thought about when I, if I thought- We got, I, we got, we got less than a minute here, so- um, If I thought I was bored at any given time, I'm like, what is Jamie Foxx doing right now? Mm. Right? And like, if you never thought like that, you don't want to do what he did. You, know, you don't want to work on that level. Like I al already think, you know, what is Jay-Z doing right now with his time? You know, and, that didn't, and I don't mean that because it's quarantine. I mean that at any time in my life, you know? If you're just waiting for them to come out with something to inspire you, what are you doing? Mm. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> Your That's life facts. is just as valid as theirs, so go ahead and tell somebody about it. Oh, uh, oh facts, facts, <laughs> facts. Look at Major out here dropping gems and dropping bombs. Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. So... so uh, so we have less than a minute. Uh, I know, listen, we've been with you for about an hour and some change now. Like, you know, listen, we will we will continue this if you're cool with it, but if you got other things to go, yeah, then you know, let's just, do one you know. more. Let's do one more round. I'm good. All right, cool. All right, cool let's cool, get cool, after we'll just... And yeah. we are back, people. Um, so, you know what? Quick, uh, quick question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, so I've seen these, I've seen these things going on, you know, online showing God tier, um, high tier, oh. mid tier, and low tier. Oh, for don't do this to me now. I got to. Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. A Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. So first off, first off, we're not even going to go that deep into it yet. I just want to ask one question for you. Are okay. you a Cartoon Network, a Nickelodeon kind of guy? Oh, well, you remember I didn't have... Oh, yeah, you said you didn't have cable didn't growing have up. cable growing up. So you know what I really am is... One Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so then that means that you were watching things like uh Static Shock. You were well, actually no well young yeah, WB, you watching Static Shock, watching the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Uh were you watching Digimon? No, uh Digimon was right after me. D yeah, Digimon was on uh ABC yeah. Family. Yeah, but I caught yeah. I, I was heavy into Pokemon. I had a Pokemon, I was getting packages of cards at Target type. You know, I had a Pokemon collect. I had a book for Pokemon cards. The, bind, the binder. Yeah, you were real with binder it. You were with real the, with, with it. the plastic yeah. sweat. Come on. Don't mess with That became a Yu-Gi-Oh! library, too, eventually. Yes. Yo, <laughs> my Yu-Gi-Oh! Yo, the, the, first, the first, like, two, like, uh, like, up until they got rid of Yugi and they made the, the other guy the main character, yo, I was going hard with the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like I went to like tournaments. Like I remember one time my pops took me to a tournament, and yo, that's some I, real nerd shit. Yo, son, <laughs> I went after it. Yeah, yeah, I went to the I went to the tournament. They they had it at um, we they had it at Toys R Us. So we go there, and then my father looks at me. He goes, "Of course, we're the only black people here." And so <laughs> I was like, "He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes." But fuck it, we good. <laughs> So we walk in, so we're doing it. Yes, Dad, get it together. <laughs> yeah, my dad don't give a fuck. So we go in there, and I ended up losing to this like adult, and my pops was pissed. 
like yeah because like then i got like um like because basically if i didn't lose i would have got like third place i ended up getting like fourth i had to like battle for like fourth and fifth and then my dad like pulled me out the tournament he was like whoa, 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 whoa. he goes he goes he goes he y'all really let him lose to like an adult you know what I mean? And then, like, he kind of, like, was about to cause a scene, and it was like, yo, pop, yep. you gotta go. He was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. He goes, you're a fucking weirdo. Like, yo, he, he turned the whole... <laughs> yo, Los, Los, you, Los, you know my pops. You already, you already yeah, know how it gets. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. He's protective of his child. He was like, oh, hell no. Then don't add up. That pedophile in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> he throw himself to the competition. Something don't add up. Yeah, yo, yo, he was sick because, and then, and then first of all, because he didn't even want to let me go against him anyway, because he was already causing like, like a little bit of a scene before. And he was like, yo, time out, time out, time out. Why is he here? And then when he saw that he was in my bracket, it became even worse. And then it was like when I had to go against him, he was like, yo, time out. You're not doing it. And I was like, nah, pops, I can, I, you know, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to win. So, so, Dad. Nah, it wasn't even that. Nah, it's just, you know what? Because my parents raised me to always have supreme confidence. So it was just like, nah, I'm going to win. It don't matter. Like, I said, it's cool. I'm, uh, I'm going to send them home. And then when I lost, when I lost, my dad said, fuck this. Like, <laughs> I'll be the sore loser for both of us, son. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you keep your reputation. I'll handle this. Oh, my Dean, God. Dean was like, nah, dad, my deck is supreme. I got the <laughs> In my, mind, in my mind, I really thought I wasn't going to lose because, yo, I had, yo, because even at that age, I had a magician deck, so I knew what time it was. Like, I was like, oh, he ain't fine. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, I was lit. I was, yo, son, son, before before I got heavy into sports and lifting, yo, son, like, that's why, that's why I've always watched Naruto and anime. Like, I've, always, I've always loved that kind of shit. It's always been funny. Mm. I have two nerdy things to share that I'm, that really do define me in a beautiful way. I don't know which to start with. One, I was really into the Animorphs book series. If you oh, know. yeah. Animorphs. So you flip the pages in the on the bottom? Yeah. yeah. Like, you turn it to, yeah, yeah. I'm be honest, I hate that that's the first thing you remember. But I mean, I remember the animal. I never really, I never really read books like that when I was younger. I was like, fuck that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, you don't, you don't, you don't remember the Scholastic uh, Fairs? Listen, you used to come to oh, school I do. $20. I, I you used to feel like, yo, I, I, was about, I used to be out there balling. I used to get the Pokemon books and the little drawing books. <laughs> I think, I'll be honest, I probably stole books. <laughs> I'm not like, I hate to just say that, but I mean, I wanted knowledge. Like, how bad can it be? You know, I, I wanted adventure. <laughs> so you went on an adventure. We, the thrill. <laughs> it sounds really bad. Like, I stole books. Like, it sounds <laughs> terrible. Like, I couldn't go to the library. But, but in, in real thought, though, like, how would you get caught? You know, because we were paying for books, or you could just pick them up and walked out. <laughs> and what if I even brought it back? I read it and brought it back. You know, I see all you see you all you were trying to do was just get ahead of the game. That was also don't even think you were stealing. You were just borrowing the knowledge to give it. You know, to place it forward. You know what I'm saying, my brother? Nah, I think you good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they be right. I think you should pay those overdue fees there. <laughs> Yo, uh, I'm. <laughs> beautiful nerdy thing but uh my father took me to a handful of arcade auctions as a child oh shit he became an auctioneer yeah it's exactly what you think it is oh god it's so beautiful um, i'm gonna write i'm gonna write a piece about this whether it's gonna be a film or whatever i don't know yet but uh we would go to an arcade auction where it's essentially a warehouse and in texas warehouses are real big you know we got lots of space filled with arcade games so it's like the biggest live action full 
arcade that you've ever been in in your life. Plus, because they're all for sale, they're all free to play to their souls. So you were in there wilding. I've been lost in there. I'd have got lost in there. <laughs> they they well, can't find me for, for months in there. <laughs> in, an, in a warehouse full of arcade games to where it only took me one trip to understand the trick. I, the first time I walked in, I just went to the first thing I saw and started playing it. And then someone bought it and they were like, hey, kid, I bought that. Get off of it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. right at the end, I go to the very back of the room, the last game of the day. They're not going to get to this thing till 5 p.m., 7 p.m. maybe, right? It's your way through. I'm going to beat this game today. <laughs> <laughs> The doors are open. There's nowhere for me to put a quarter. So I just hit the thing that the quarter hits. Ching, ching, ching. I'll hit it 99 times before I even press start once so I don't have to worry about it anymore. See, mm. there we go. See, <laughs> there we go. You got, you got, you got like 100 credits. He's <laughs> ready to go. He's already ready to go. Because <laughs> how many times have you wished that you could beat an arcade game? I had, I beat arcade games fully in those, in those times that I went to. I even had arcade in my house. All right. So, so, Wow. Give us, give us, give us the the hardest Stop. one to beat that you that you beat growing up. I remember Final Fight being pretty ridiculous. I know it's probably random. Like I can see it clearly because I played it so much. But it was a, a '90s one. But RoboCop was also really hard. Mm. Um, X Men was hard as hell to beat. You know, that the one that everyone loves so much. Um, Marvel's Capcom. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, could you could you beat Marvel vs. Capcom? It was only versus, right? Yeah. Fighting games are kind of kind of easier to beat because you just have to get through. You know, eventually you just do the tournament. Yeah. You're not gonna be Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but even though I'm the favorites, though I love Tekken. I used to play a lot of Tekken. Right. Tekken is nasty. Woo, woo, I love Tekken, all of those. Um, I loved, now I'm thinking of video games that aren't arcade games, but uh, Tekken, what else did arcade games that I play a lot? I had Robocop, Final Fight. Yeah, the ones like the, the Pac-Man, the Galactical ones, like those Namco ones. Uh, no, because I didn't, I didn't, those didn't do much for me. I was a big fan of Metal Slug. That. Mm. Oh, you run and scrolling mm-hmm. on the screen forever. I was a big fan of that. So you know what? I got a I got a quick question. Yeah. So, you know, I know you're from Texas, uh, and the food in Texas is sun. So I gotta I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. Mm-hmm. What's the when you're cooking your steak or when you have a steak, what's the what is, you know, your go to meal for that? I got to ask you that because I definitely want to get into a food combo. Oh, I mean, well, in Texas, you know, steak and potatoes is is the easiest go-to. You know, but what kind of steak for you, though? Oh, huh. Well, that's a good question. I guess now, now that I've learned a little bit more about my palate, not much, but a little bit. <laughs> uh, a dry-aged... I'm looking for my, I think I would prefer something, a, a dry aged, uh, what cut though? I think it depends. 
True. Depends yeah. on just depends on the day because some days it's like a ribeye is necessary, but then there's some days it's like you know you want a real good T-bone. Right. Then, and then sometimes yeah. I feel like John is was was like, me young. because I only need I, I just need butter meat on my mouth. Yeah. Ooh, but I think about places to eat those types of things in Texas. Well, you know, Texas Day Brazil was an amazing place. Uh, it's like Churrasca. Yeah. Um, See, I never heard of that one. Like the only thing, like the only big Texas brand that I know of, unfortunately, is the Texas Roadhouse that I do love. Though I love Texas Roadhouse. And, and a Texas Longhorn too. Oh, he's at Texas Longhorn. No, I'm saying, but there is Texas Longhorn too, though. Oh yes, yes, that is a that is a steakhouse. But you know what? Um, since you are from the South too, did you ever, you know, did you eat any wild game growing up? Like you know, some deer. You know, maybe, you know, frog, squirrel. Quail, yeah. Yeah. Because my father had a whole bunch of that shit. And yeah, but I, I didn't live that far out of the city, too. And I didn't live, my family wasn't the type to really prepare that type of meat. Mm. I mean, I, I've, I have tried a lot of things being in Texas because you have access to a lot, you know. Uh, I've tried uh, elk. Um, I heard that's really good. I haven't had elk. I've had, I've had venison. Yeah, I mean, venison, bison, elk, uh, venison jerky is the the shiz. I've heard that. <laughs> Yo, venison, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get past venison yeah. jerky. Um, yeah, so I've had a lot of a lot of those different things. Have you ever had gator? Because I, I've, I've, I really want to. You've, you've had it. Oh yeah. How does it taste? How is it? It's great. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> kind of a texture between. Maybe shrimp and chicken, I guess. Hmm. Whoa. Inter- Whoa. Yeah. Now, you inter- know what? You, you know how good I must feel. That- <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just you know because I know you know being from the south. Just because like you know my family's from frog legs are awesome as well. Frog Yo, my, I heard a lot of people eat frog legs. I have yet to have any, and my dad swears by them. So like you know, there'll be times where he'll go back home, and then well, he goes down south home. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I had some frog legs when I was down there. You know, they're delicious. I'm just like, I've, you know, he's had that. He's had turtle. But, you know, my, my, my family's also, like, country, country. Like, I didn't even know how country my family was until I would talk to other people who were from the South. And I would just assume that their family was as country as mine was. Yeah. And it was like, no. They're like, no, we never did any of that. I was like, really? No? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all never had turtle soup? Hey. My <laughs> family here in New York, they thought I, like, rode a horse to, to school. I was like, what? <laughs> Have you lost your mind? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, where's the practicality in that? Like, what? <laughs> I'm not fucking Amish. School like, <laughs> <laughs> bus. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what is? But you know what is? Uh, you know what is? You know that that was started down the south. That you know, I definitely want to give a shout out to. There was actually a um, a a gun club, like a national black gun club, started. Down there in the sun. Yeah, I had yeah, son. You know <laughs> we were talking about the we were talking about the South, baby. You know what was about to happen. Most, you know, one of my know? favorite cartoons is uh King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> huge, huge fan. And my favorite, my secretly, not even secretly, I guess, one of my favorite things about it is that one of the few recurring black characters is a black gay man who is in the local gun club. Like that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> when Dale is running, Dale is running for um, like president of the gun club. He says, mm-hmm. well, he says uh, the guy he's running against, he says he's already got the black vote, Carl, and the gay vote, Carl. I was like, listen, everybody, needs, listen, everybody needs to understand. Yeah. And, and like, you know, and, and because my thing is whenever I like, you know, have these conversations, <clears throat> I just want people to understand that like, you know, when you don't exercise certain rights uh, and then another group does, you are then at the whim of whatever happens because of that. You can't like, you know, how, how can we, you know, how can we continue to know that there's a problem happening and then we, we're not doing anything actively to move forward to, you know, find a solution. I guess that's, that's in my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then if you had a base, can't even protect yourself. Look. You're fucked. As a child, I'm going to go too deep, but everybody got tried from family members, right? Facts. Dang. Actually, I don't mind sharing. Black or bear, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I have, let's see, not delve too deep, but I have been placed in handcuffs before. on the side of the freeway because when my name was run through the computer, it said that I was supposed to be in jail. Or it actually said that I was physically in jail at that moment. <clears throat> I said, that's weird. <laughs> Cause I'm not in jail. <laughs> at all. <laughs> not even the slightest. Let's find out. My uncle has gotten arrested and gone to jail. He didn't use use my name (laughs) And so now they done put him through the system. Like, how did how did he get away with with the fact that we're twenty years difference in age? Like, what's going on? Like, it's Mm -hmm. all my father, but we have different middle names. So mm-hmm. no one checked the middle initial anyway. So really they thought they were having my dad, but it was really me. So all these little things. So also that gets me to where we're going. One night, our house was broken into by someone who had just got out of jail. Guess who his stomach was? No. My uncle. Come on. <laughs> I was like, oh. How you gonna send? How you gonna send people to rob your kid? Like, what you doing? Like, where you gonna go? We can't help you. Like, listen, that's a that's a movie right there. <laughs> Yo, son. Like, okay. So this man breaks into our home, and uh, we we pull up, and the, the people the people run away. Cops come, all the things. Sir, talking to my dad. These people come back. Handle your business. <laughs> Essentially, that's like what they said. <laughs> like, if they didn't say that in those words, but we in Texas, these men have been in your home. <laughs> what are we supposed to tell you? <laughs> that is, you know what? That is one of the things I love about Texas. It's like, like because even like you know Bun B, like um, I don't know if everybody you know Bun B and his wife, they had that situation where old boy tried to run up in his house. He was shooting at him. And then he ended up shooting at him, like basically in the street when he was going away. I know some people will say, hey, you know, he went a little overkill. I'm going to say that motherfucker shouldn't have came in his house anyway. And I love how in Texas, it, you know, that is legal. Well, that, 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 that's fine. Guess what happened? 
we went to bed and they decided to come back. Well, Pops was ready then. <laughs> <laughs> that man died in the neighbor's yard across the street. Oh. He didn't make it. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, you shouldn't be going out here stealing, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't nobody. <laughs> learn, learn, learn this lesson. Uh, I slept through the gunshots. Pow, 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 pow. I didn't wake up till it was breakfast time. <laughs> And, and, and not a beat was missed. Yeah. yeah. And dad's like, hmm. You're like, why are you so happy today, daddy? I don't know. Or just, you know, handle the problem. <laughs> we'll go make your bed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. cool. Oh, you know, that, that, that's my response to that, is that my dad kept me alive. That's why I'm always, and you know, we appreciate you here. And I really appreciate you here sharing that story on here because, you know, people, they don't, you know, I think when, you know, when they hear people like, you know, saying, hey, you know, you need to arm yourself. They're always thinking that like, oh, you just, you know, want to have a whole lot of guns for no reason. It's like, listen, I want to be able to protect myself and my family from anyone who may come in here to do harm because I'm not going to commit any crimes with it. Should there, should there be common sense gun laws? Of course. Duh, I'm not arguing that. But you still have to protect, you know, that Second Amendment right, people, and stop trying to give it away because you know what? You know what was kind of funny? Um, I was listening to Joe Rogan, and then you would, you know, see it online. Once he had said it, I kind of like started looking into it. And I was like, oh, shit, he's right. You know, when this whole catastrophe happened, one thing did happen was bullets did fly off the roof. Bullets flew off. But then something else, people were trying to get guns who've never had guns before. And then, you know, they're showing up places the same day of, and it's like, nah, boo. You gotta not in New York and not in like you know um not in not you know not in L A. You're not just getting it like you know uh, same day anymore. Depending on what you want to get, right. and then like you know they're all getting upset and mad. And they're like you know hey like you know they want their guns and it's like hey listen these are the things that you put in place um, before you were you know so peace for the peace you know nothing bad's gonna happen now when this kind of you know yeah yeah we're gonna come back from it. Uh, but I just hope people understand that, you know, when y'all backs were against the wall, that's the first thing y'all want to go to. And right. some of y'all, some of y'all are just, you were left to the whim. You were really thinking like, yo, if this should go to the left, like, can I, can I protect what I have? Or can I even take something else? Cause that's really what it will come, come down to. It, it's going to be damn all that. Like, all right, I may not have it, but can I get it? Yeah. And be like, well, at least I have all of this toilet paper. <laughs> and hand sanitizer. <laughs> I'm gonna fight somebody off with this. <laughs> it was and nobody, but you know what was even more amazing? Nobody was buying more fruit. No one was getting more vitamins. It was like, yo, we're not looking to boost our immune system. People's we're just like toilet paper. Lather, our, lather ourselves in toilet paper and hand sanitizer. <laughs> that will that will stop the virus. The way that black people aren't all starting gardens in their homes right now. Like what are you? What's going on? There was a um, you know what's funny? I was actually like uh, when Los and I used to live together. When we lived together, I remember watching a documentary, and it showed how you can like you know grow your own garden right in your house, like with no like you know you know 
artificial sunlight, all that kind of all that kind of crazy shit. So speaking to that point, there is no excuse for any of us to to still be reliant on anybody uh, because we have seen, you know, what that has led to. Like I was even reading that they were saying that there's going to be meat shortages. You know, that's the less you have to be more self reliant. Like it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what you're scared of. It doesn't matter what it's labeled or what you think it will or won't do to you. You need to be more self reliant. That's just it. Like it's going to help you. Self-sufficiency, yeah. Because then you know, I I think too that speaks to you know you you don't want to be so codependent on the system, I guess. Because you see when shit like this happens, and all you see these banks get bailed out like this, and it's like where are we getting bailed out? Even though that you know these stimulus checks have came and helped them look out, but (laughs) but before that, it's like yo, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. It's a uh, yeah. The, the uh, there's no viable uh, like it's to me for black people. What we need to understand is that we have always said that the system is not for us. The system is not with us. So my whole thing is like, why do we continue to buy into this whole fuckery? We need to disassociate ourselves with this whole goddamn thing and then take the bitch over. But first, dissociate ourselves and just do our own thing. Because you know what? Um, there was a time when we had a lot of black businesses. A lot of black ownership. And what happened um, to them? We understand that there was the war on drugs, where they, you know, where they they flooded our. Even our, before that, um, before the war on drugs. Well, then that would be before Nixon. You're talking about. Um, then that was oh, Jim Crow. That mm-hmm. was that was you know no, no but then that was Jim Crow. But then but then actually prior to segregation, like you know during segregation, you know when in in regards to you know black ownership. And black business, we were booming yeah, because we we, yeah. we had to go we had to go to each other. Like you know, when somebody died in your family, you had to go to the black funeral director. You went to the black doctor to get healed. You went to the black pharmacist. You went to the black everything. You see what I'm saying? And then yeah, well, that, what I'm saying is that, that did carry through. Us, they don't uh-huh. allow us to thrive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, yeah we and had then, all that in place, but they've dismantled and checked off every single market: Philadelphia, Tulsa, all yeah. the other shit. They've systematically. Have disenfranchised. You're talking so about you talk like, about the whole yes, yes, yes. I understand that. And we, and we, we also and, line up for Jordans though. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's my that's my point. And I guess my, my whole thing is like we all know what we have to do, but then no one's going to do it. So my whole thing is like how much like how much can you really say that, oh, you know, these motherfuckers keep saying that we can't do it. It's like if we know the answer, because you have enough intelligent brothers that are like us, like, you know, we're not we're not fucking unicorns when it comes to these having these kind of types of conversation. Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like to think that there's more people having these conversations that look like us. The issue yeah, is that now, we just, now, yeah. but then it's like, now that's when we just need to kind of, you know, get together right? and then actually move towards that way. And then, you know, get away from the fucking system. And, and Cause it really can get shit for us. Speak to my point. I've been, I've been in this thing lately of starting a support group for brothers. You know what I mean? Because I feel like we don't have anyone to really to go to. And it's like, you know, even when you have, when you're requesting therapy, you want your therapist to be as objective as possible, but yet you still can't have like a white therapist. You need someone who understands you. So it's like, even, even the process of getting therapy is a process, you know what I mean? So it's like, we, we feel so like <clears throat> slighted by society and it's like, we, who can we turn to? We can't even turn to ourselves sometimes because it's like, another brother want to kill you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like we just—it's so necessary to have this like support group where people can just come in and just talk about their griefs and shit and just how they deal with it. Because maybe somebody 
has been through that and can give them points on, you know, how to live it. I think that's something that is being given birth to because of this situation going on. You know, I never really could understand the whole gang mentality. You know, I remember being asked, so I had like major surgery when I was in uh, my freshman year of high school. So I had something called an Ilazar on my leg, which is essentially a halo, but on your leg. My head oh. I had something called, and that's a long story all of a sudden, I had Blount's disease, which when my right leg was bowed out, so I was like this. Mm. Uh, the, it was a cage that was on my leg. But I remember somebody, <laughs> a black person in my school asking me, uh, because of the outfit that I was wearing, mind you, I was only wearing things that I could fit over the metal cage. So that's mm. what the criteria. But I was wearing red shorts, red shoes, blue shirt <laughs> and they were confused <laughs> and he had to check and see who I was repping and I said what are you talking about I could never understand the gang mentality because I was like wait a minute so we you wanted me to fight over this dirt but we're not worried about owning this dirt and also, we can't really own this dirt, can we? It's just dirt that we came from. Right, right. I can't, I can't. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that actually is a hell of a point that you went into, you know, right. when, it, when it comes to ownership. Because, like, you know, when you really do think about it, which is why it goes back to my point of just being able to protect what you have. You got five because, minutes. Oh, God damn, this is a good part, too. Um, <laughs> so, but I will say this, this, this point you know, when it comes to ownership, you know, I always look at things like money and like, you know, that you've got deeds, all those kind of good things, like, yeah, rule of law, yada, yada, yada. And it's kind of like, yo, at the end of the day, you know, you have these, you know, intangible things <laughs> that keep us tangibly in line. Like, what's, mm. like, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, at the end of the day, like, what's really stopping the government from, like, you know, trying to, like, you know, yeah, like, like, you, like, all right, you can own your land. But then, like, if there's, like, a state of emergency and then they need to, like, you know, kick you and your family out of your house because of operational, like, you know, like, you know, uh, like, operational, like, you know, it, it, like, Anything. we just have better operational success, whatever the case may be, you got to fucking go. You got like, to go. Can you... And, and what, what you going to say no? you like, you like, I own this land in this country, but I'm not going to give it to y'all to keep the country together? Like, what, what are you going to do? Like... It's a very weird, yeah. It's a, it's well, a. That speaks to like when you see those those episodes on like Family Guy, like those cartoon shows where it's like this person has a separate part. They declare a different country, and it's like, but they're in the United States. You know what I mean? Like, but, hey. but Peter, Peter had uh, uh, what was it? I forgot. Oh no! It was like the uh, Nation of Co. No, was it the Nation of Quahog? Yeah, I remember what you're talking was, about because he had he had like a moat around his house and shit. Yeah, he had his own his own like it was still in it was still in Quahog, but he's a different country. I'm telling you, I know somebody who has done this. I know a black man who is his own sovereign situation. Is he a Moor? Not that I know of. Okay. No, no, the only reason can I asked because. Go ahead. I was going to say, can you explain this in four minutes? <laughs> I was, all I know is that he he is absolved of, of um, you know, he's defeated in a, in a sense. Yeah, he's his own. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't want to shout out and say something incorrect. Of course, of course. Okay. <laughs> You're disrespectful, because okay. the concept of it when it was in power was introduced to me was comical. But the the idea of it, I understand. 
but it was still it was presented in a way that was not able for me to take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, the like you know sometimes because like I'm a um so so I'm I'm a Freemason, so I've had. I've had, yeah, I am a travel man. I've had some conferences. So, but like we, I have brothers who are also like, you know, Moors or they have like, you know, some affiliation with the Moors. So that whole like, you know, conversation about like, you know, being sovereign and stuff like that. I've, you know, I, I've, yeah, I've had, I've had conversations about it. Um, Interesting, but you know, it, the one thing that I find that's like a little difficult with it is that like at the end of the day, cops still arrest them. Like, like even when they be talking all that shit, like, like you know, like one of my best friends is a cop, and he hit me up the other day and was like, "Yo, I, you know, somebody was sprouting that bullshit, and I just had to, <laughs> I still put him in." Locked <laughs> <laughs> his ass up just like I normally would. <laughs> uh, nah, you can't laugh at that, but you know, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Nah, the way, the, nah, the story he he explained to me was funny. I... He should have been locked up. Oh, okay. I found something that I wanted to say. We have, oh, we have enough time, yes. Mm-hmm. This is a clip of the very first part of us doing a one-man show that I was talking about, written by Jordan Cooper. Um, it is about a character that he created who was the first Black um, millionaire in Hollywood. It's a accumulation of different real people. In, in the show, please play it. Oh, an error occurred. Oh, you're gonna do me like that. <laughs> Why are you gonna do him like that, y'all? <laughs> you said, oh, oh, my timeout requested has been uh, timed out. Huh? <laughs> yes, you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm gonna put cases on all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Pull up Apple right now. You'll be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I'm doing shit. This is a, you know what? I'm going to have to this is, see you later because it's not, it, I found it, but it wouldn't let me play it. Rude. You know what? You send it to me later and we're going to throw it in, we're going to definitely throw it in the episode. Listen, this is feeling like some Joe Rogan-esque kind of podcast. We kind of went all over the place and I definitely appreciate you, brother. Appreciate your time. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, uh, peace, love, and chick. Listen, thank you. Uh, his name is is Major motherfucking Attaway. Uh it's gonna be, uh, you know, his social handles are gonna be in there. <laughs> <laughs> you heard of the name, bitch. That's the whole thing. It's like a tribe called Quest. <laughs> name slick back. <laughs> Listen, from his mouth to y'all ears, I am Dean. That is the Madman Los. This has been Black and Berry. Thank you, Major Attaway. We appreciate you playing. Major, Maybe he's loving chicken. Best, we are bro. out. Yeah, yeah, son. You're the best, Major. Can't wait. Bye. To-